Hello, world. Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host. People around here call me the A-game, but you, <laughs> hey, you can just call me Adam. I'm an elder of Grassroots Church here in good old GBCWV, that is Greenbrier County, West Virginia. I'm joined this week, again, as always, by the main man himself, the lead elder of Grassroots Church. We're not playing around here, y'all. This is Darren dropping dimes, Cherry. What's up, everybody? What's happening? They call you Dropping Dimes, not only because of your basketball history. They call you Dropping Dimes because of your love for 80s and 90s mall culture, and you would always put money in that well. But not quarters, because quarters, man, that's pricey. Everybody has quarters. Uh, Quarters go to the arcade. Not pennies. Pennies, that's just cheap. Dimes. Everyone's like, hey, we're in the mall. Where's Darren? They say he's dropping dimes. Dropping dimes, Darren Cherry, everybody. We went Black Friday shopping. And we were in Winchester, Virginia, and we went to the mall, and we pull up, and I told Kelly, I said, this is my happy place. I love going to the mall. I absolutely love it. Let's go to the mall. You ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Some. One of the characters, Robin, in a past life, basically before she moved to New York. What is it? Isn't she the one that played on Marvel? Like yeah, she's it was. In the Marvel movies? Yeah, she's an agent lady in yeah. Marvel. Um yeah, but she's she's Canadian in How I Met Your Mother, but she's living in New York trying to make it as a news anchor. But in Canada, she was a pop culture icon, and her first big hit was Let's Go to the Mall. And it's funny because the joke is that that song came out in the 90s, and all of her friends were like, wait, weren't malls really big in the 80s? And she's like, well, you know, Canada, they're a little bit behind the, <laughs> behind the times. Check it out, everybody. YouTube. Let's Go to the Mall by How I Met Your Mother. Hey, and while you're online, be sure to check out our website, grassrootswv.com. Hey, if you're on YouTube, I don't know, subscribe to the YouTube channel. A lot of good stuff is on there. Right now, our YouTube channel, I know this is like, some people would hear this and go, wow, big deal. But for us, I'm pretty excited about it. We had last Sunday a new subscriber, which gave us 99 we need one more subscriber to our YouTube channel to have a hundred. So yeah, so be sure to hit that like button. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do that. Be sure to leave a comment in the comment section below, or like like one subscribe podcast that says leave an honest five star review on iTunes. Hey, we have a review on iTunes. Actually, we have several. We Gina, do. thank you, Gina. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. We love you, Gina. You're five star, not us. <laughs> it's true. I mean, not not even four point three, Gina. You're five. Well, no one's perfect. 4.9. Is that fair? Yeah. Is that oh, absolutely. fair? Absolutely. Nobody perfect. Jesus is five star. All of our group leaders are awesome. They are. They make me look inferior. Do I'm, you ever I'm an hear... elder, and I'm, I've got nothing on Mark. I've got nothing on Gina. But that's, do you ever hear what other group leaders are doing with groups, and you're just like, wow, they're a better group leader than I am? I have told two different couples, <laughs> maybe even three. I'm like, man, I want to be in your group. <laughs> I don't want... <laughs> I don't have to lead. I, I can be in your group. They're, our group leaders are awesome. We've got more coming up the ranks and excited. Yep. Dude, and we're, we're back in our element here. Like you and I, it's a Thursday morning. Yes. Is it? Uh, December the 10th. It's a Thursday morning. Got coffee in we hand. Got coffee. It's getting a little bit cold. I've been, I've been lacking my coffee. Our creamless black coffee because we're sorry. men today. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Honestly, I... I hate sugary coffee. Yes. Yeah, I want here. I want the flavor of the coffee. I like maybe one cream of my coffee, not even for the flavor, just the consistency. It gives it a smoother finish. I know I sound like a total millennial. Well, I don't care. But if I can't have just one cream of my large coffee, that's a good ratio, just give it to me black. I don't care. Which we've talked about it before. Well, first of all, I like just the half and half. I can put milk, whatever. Just, yeah, I don't want any flavored stuff. I don't want any chemicals in my coffee. Um but according to one video, you are uh, a sociopath because you put your creamer in before you put your coffee in. I like the natural mix. Now, no, no, no. D- d- if, it's, if it's liquid creamer, that goes in before. If it's powder creamer, it's going to go in Ooh, next. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather have black coffee than, than put powder in it. Powder uh, Coffee Meat, the original, is the only powdered creamer that I like. It's like the cheapest one. But, hey, as... A certain politician has said many, many times in one of the debates, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Hey, let me tell you. Here's the deal. I'll tell you one real quick. Hey, parents, if you're listening and your kids are listening, maybe don't let the kids hear this. 
Viewer discretion advised. Yeah. Powdered coffee creamer? That stuff burns. Like, if you have a fire, and you throw powdered coffee creamer into it, like, across the fire, it'll, like, it burns fast and, like, shoots a flame. So, and that's what that's what happens to your stomach. That's why it cl- cleans you out. <laughs> that's why it's healthy for you. There it is. Now, now, parents, what you do is you grab a handful of coffee mate, the original creamer, Mainliner. and sling it in the fire, oh. and you tell your kids that is your stomach. If you drink coffee at an early age, it stunts growth, and yeah, you you blow up inside inside out from the inside out. If drinking coffee at an early age stunts your growth. Then, Gavin, I am sorry. It's not true. I'm 6'2", and I, I started drinking coffee in our fellowship building at Glenfork Baptist Temple in, uh, like, eighth grade. Oh, really? That was, like, a big thing. Whenever we would, you know, as traditional independent Baptists, we would have some type of meal every third Sunday, I feel like, whether it's homecoming, Christmas, and I love it, and I kind of miss it, to be honest with you. Uh, shout out to everybody in Glen Fork if you're listening right now. Um, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of those that I grew up with in church were older, and they're no longer with us. But, yeah. man, it was such a lot of good food. But uh, mom would let us have, like, a cup of coffee after, I guess, after dessert. Because, you know, we kids, we eat quickly, and then we eat a oh, dessert, yeah. and it's like, what do we do now? It's like, I go outside and play in the – Did you always make sure you were, like, first in line? I can remember as a kid I tried. fellowship, you try to get up front. I'd try, but they would dismiss everybody. And it's like, all right, we're going to let the, uh, you know, those preparing the food go first. And it's like, that got it. See, hey. got to let the elderly go first. I'm like, I get it. You you talk about having, like, the meals and everything. FBC Fairly every Wednesday. Every, at Greenbrier Valley Baptist, they still do. First Wednesday. Is every it Greenbrier first Valley Baptist or just Greenbrier Baptist? Don't they do some uh, meal every, at the end of every? I don't know. You don't know? Oh, it's they used a- to on Sunday mornings. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I think I can remember always like racing to the front of the line. At FBC Fairly, they always let anybody who it's the first first Wednesday of each month, I think. And what they would do is, does anybody have a birthday this month or an anniversary? They get to go first. But d- have you ever been at a wedding or a reception or a church dinner or something, and they have like just all these different tables, and they're like, we're gonna release you by table. And then you're sitting in a spot, and they're, like, across the room and go, we're going to let that table go. for." And you're just, like, counting. There's 20 tables ahead, and you're just like, oh, man. That's why you serve wine at the wedding. So, I mean, <laughs> why, hey, why you're sitting there? <laughs> but I, I do want to conclude this little coffee yep. rant. Uh, can on. I conclude the coffee? W- well, can I tell you real quick? You talk about having wine at the wedding. One of the best weddings I ever went to, they had a traveling coffee bar there. Where there was this couple that just they would come to your thing and just make Saints. I thought you were gonna say you're at a wedding one time and before they released the tables, y'all ran out of wine because it was taking a really long time for the people of water and some pots. And then this guy shows up and he's like, Hey, give me see that water jug over there. And And his mom said, Do exactly what he tells you to do. And it turned into a, a wine gallon jug, and then everyone's like, "Oh, it's, it's in a gallon jug. It's not gonna be good." And he started pouring the wine. And I was like, "This is the best wine we ever had." Even the host of the wedding, remember, you were there, you saw uh, it. I, I remember reading a report about it. Yeah, I've heard that somewhere. I'm not but making no that traveling up. coffee bar best best wedding ever. <laughs> best. So I yep. am the product of two retired coal miners. I drink my coffee black. <laughs> Actually, I'm one of my pawpaws. Papa Shoemate, we call him. My mom's dad. He, man, he would. He still. He, he struggles now with dementia, but he he'll still drink like eight cup eight cups of coffee a day. I think he's about eighty. Actually, he's gonna be eighty six uh, this summer. Still in Glen Fork, and uh, man, he would he would mow like cut the grass and have a thermos with him, just black coffee. Yeah, straight up. my grandpa is the same way. Like Some I Maxwell love coffee, house. but during the summer, it comes in the morning and it comes in the evening. And Midday. praise the Lord for some natural cold brew. Dude, you talk about perfection. So what are we talking about today, Adam? Uh, we're going to be talking about the year. Some of you might have heard about it. It's called 2020. 2020. Year 2020. Now, now is about the time whenever a lot of content comes out about people reflecting upon 2020. You know, VH1 Best of 2020, Best Music About 2020, uh, all these different things. So this morning, I would like for you and me, Darren, lead elder of Grassroots Church, main man yourself, drop a dimes over there, drop a dimes everywhere. 
Um, I thought it'd be nice for us to record a conversation, just you and me, a couple of church leaders, about our honest opinions about the year 2020. 2020. And, um, I do want to kind of mix it up because it's it would be easy to do, like, you know, what do you think have been the best things about 2020 and the worst things about 2020? But I feel like everybody is going to do that. So what I want to do is talk, uh, just to mix it up a little bit, see if it works. Come on. Come on, Internet. We're going to mix it up a little bit today, y'all. We're talking about 2020, year interview, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I wonder how many people get that reference. With the music. Hopefully they You know, do. I watched that movie for, for the first time uh, during quarantine. Oh, really? Stinking good. Anyway, well, that's what we're going to be talking about. Just me and you having a conversation, being honest. None of this. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, no. Hands, no honesty. We're excited. Disclaimer. Just, if um, Shoot straight. Yeah, shoot straight. I don't want to try to sugarcoat anything. Again, nope. Honesty. Authenticity. Which, other buzzwords. Speaking of this, what I said, 2020. You and I were talking earlier. I said, I got some. I, I, I think it's humorous. And, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I think it's funny. I can't tell you how many churches I drove by in our area, outside of our area, online. I saw these things. A lot of times churches try to have like a theme for the year. Like they're like, we are going to, you know, have this theme. We're going to have this focus. We're going to have, you know, whatever it is. And so many churches I saw across the spectrum of churches where because it's 2020, they said, you know, our theme this year is we have 2020 vision. We know where we're going. We know what God's leading us into, and we're going to see clearly and get it done. And I'm just looking back over the year going, nobody had a clue what 2020 was going to hold. <laughs> and still, we're kind of running in circles trying to figure things out. We are, you know, 12 months into 2020. <laughs> Do you remember? So Kobe Bryant died in... Which feels uh, like a, so long it ago. It does. I was thinking about it today. The last, or the let's see. I, I spoke that Sunday. I, I taught on that Sunday morning. Yeah, he he died on a Sunday morning. And I was home chilling, trying to decompress, was having a cigar outside. And you texted me. You're like, "Did you hear about Kobe?" And I love Kobe. Man, I grew up on the Lakers. I love the Lakers now. Still love the Lakers. Miss Miss Kobe. I like Kobe. Like I've always liked him. For a lot of reasons, and you know, agree or disagree, whatever. He's like top five. He's in my top five. Well, no, no, no. top ten, top ten. Back up. <laughs> uh, he, he's easily top ten greatest of all times. I I think the case could be made for top five. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, uh, I didn't like six, Kobe. Maybe I didn't like Kobe like during his playing career, but at the same time, like he's a legend. You don't like he's supposed to be here now, telling us about what it was like. And a lot of good things. We we need more athletes who are about hard work and dedication. Yeah. I'm, uh, Joel Embiid, if you, if you follow the NBA, anybody out there, he's the quote-unquote center for Philadelphia, a part of the quote-unquote process. The dude's just big, and I would say he doesn't really have that much talent. And I feel like if he had the work ethic, or, a, or at least a reputation of having a work ethic like Kobe Bryant, man, he'd be a beast. If, oh if, people, if we could just work as hard as Kobe. Granted, Kobe was gifted physically, but his drive, man, we need more of that yeah. anymore. But I taught that Sunday. I don't know. If, I think it was the latter part of January. Having a cigar, he texted me. He's like, hey, did you hear about Kobe? And I'm like, crud, don't tell me. And I looked on the ESPN app, and it was like, Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. That feels so long ago. Yeah. So much has happened in the year. So much has gone But on. the way that this is going to work, you and I are going to talk about the good of 2020, just our opinions. Yeah, yeah all a, opinions just here. A, just, all a couple opinions. Of, just a couple of, uh, you know, posers up here. Going to, I want to tell you all what to think about Posers, wow. No. You're going back to my day using that you word. You ever use the word noob? You that ever, was after you me. You ever pwn any noobs? That was after, after me. Poser that means personally owned. I think that was a, uh, uh, not Minecraft, help me, a World of Warcraft thing. Pwning noobs. Personally owning noobs. It's stupid. I'll, I'll still use it. Uh, just it's do you know one dated. that's being used in certain circles today? What's that? The word sus. Because have you ever played or the seen the game Among Us? Uh-huh. It's very popular with students, very popular with a lot of people. I've mm -hmm. heard adults, but you're, they suspect that you're the imposter, and you're so sus. <laughs> it's like, because that... No, I, I'm very familiar with the game. I don't know the, the culture of it. The, the, the pect at the end of sus-pect is too much work. 
So we have to say sus. Oh, good grief. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm old, 31. I'm, I'm out of touch. I know about Among Us, and I've watched a few uh, gamers play it online. My boys love really it. played it myself. It's really cool. But yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be real. Just our honest opinions about 2020. The good, the bad, the ugly. We do have those three categories, and we can have more than just one. I mean, if you have three goods and one bad, so be it. So if you have eight goods and... Eight goods. We have that in our church. <laughs> uh, one, two, uh, five. Yeah, five Nathan oh. and Caitlin. Only five goods? Five goods. We need better. Anyway. Oh, no. Uh, six on the way. Did you, are, you, are you spilling some beans? No, no, no. no. That's Facebook okay. official. Good, bad, the ugly. We reserve the right to have as many of each as we want. Darren, have you made up a list? Have you actually put thought into... Have you written it down? I have not written it down, but I've, I have been mulling over this for months just think about it but then as you have given me the good yeah as you have given me this topic for today to think about i've been thinking about it and and i'm excited to cover some things i'm excited i'm interested to hear how ours will compare i am too we have not discussed this beforehand nope again authentic and real do you want me to share my first good yeah go for or it do you, okay. so are we gonna go like we're gonna talk about the good we're gonna talk about the bad we're gonna talk about the ugly or are we just gonna say hey i've got a good for you and then if if it's my turn i go oh i got an ugly for you Nope, we're just going to talk about goods. Me and you talk about the goods. Okay. Once we exhaust good, <laughs> we'll do the bads. Once we exhaust bad, we'll do some ugly. But yeah, I'm happy to go first. In my opinion, for what it's worth, nobody's really asking, but I'll share with you. The, the number one good that I had of 2020 was lockdown that took place from, was it like around uh, St. Patrick's Day? So the middle of March to the end of May. The reason I'm putting that up there, I got to spend so much time with Jesse and Rowan, and we're very fortunate. I know a lot of people were struggling during that time financially. Fortun- you're saying it's a good personally, like it, this you're is not this is a good for personal everybody. good. This yeah. is just my opinion. Uh, very fortunate and blessed enough to not struggle financially during that time, uh, which I know is not the same case for everybody. But we love going on walks, being together, having cookouts. And it just so happened the few things that you could do as a family, as a quote-unquote group, less than 10 during that time, was go to parks, walk trails, <laughs> uh, have cookouts. So during that time frame, middle of March to the end of May, man, we went everywhere together. It was just a good family time together. I also really like late spring, I realized. Even when, even when it's kind of colder, it's so hopeful because you know oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. summer's around the corner. So the whole month of April was bitter cold. Matter of fact, it snowed in May, but it was still nice to be able to see local areas, uh, falls of, uh, what do you call it? The, what's that waterfall past uh, Frankfurt, up that way? It's not Cranberry. Oh, well, we did go to Cranberry. Falls of Hills Creek. I was going to yeah. say Hills Creek. Hills yeah. Creek. Uh, went there. Droop Mountain. I don't know. So many good things came from that, but it was a great time to be together as a family and to not struggle financially. So my first good was actually the lockdown. It might be different for y'all, but yeah, I think it was, I can actually it was agree good. with that because I realized it was it was sometime in October that I realized how busy I had gotten again. Because for spring and summer, most of it, you just we didn't have anywhere to be. You you there was nowhere to go, nothing to get to, nothing to do. And, and so it was just, it was hanging out at home. It was going places with fame, like you said, you know, going to the river and swimming or, you know, just hanging out. And so it was really cool. And then I realized, like, somewhere in October, you know, my schooling had kicked up. We were open back up here. People wanted to get together again. You know, it's just all of a sudden it's like, I'm busy again. And so... It, the, yeah, the and, and I'm not saying cool. like lockdown was perfect. Again, no, some no, people no, no, struggled, no. some people suffered, some people yeah. experienced loss, all and they personal. grieved, and the personal economy thing. took a punch to the gut. Couldn't go to restaurants. That was a, it wasn't perfect, but suddenly we have to eat more at home as a family. <laughs> you know, suddenly we got we got exercise. I lost like ten pounds during quarantine, and since which then, which is probably not the case for a lot of people. No, but if I have time, I can actually be healthy. I just. I'm, you know, get exhausted from work and things like that. But, yeah, that's my first good lockdown. Darren, uh, what's your number one good of 2020? The good of 2020, and this one, you have to – you almost have to kind of squint to see it. Stop with the blind jokes. I'm oh, kidding. I'm, I'm cool. We're I'm cool. Sorry, we cool. We yeah. cool. We cool. Is um, watching the church adjust. 
a good was watching the church adjust. And what I mean by that is, you know, in a lot of ways, it wasn't safe to meet at certain times. We weren't sure. And so a lot of churches shut down. So what are they doing? They develop drive-in church, which we never did because it, I'm just like, yeah, that's, you know, we'll, we don't need to do that. But they developed that. You had churches that were, you know, I saw one church, they developed something called Church on the Trail, where they basically had a local uh, park that they went to and were able to use, and they just met outside. And um, seeing churches just develop online and, and then watching where it used to be so easy to find ways to serve, you had to really be intentional about finding ways to serve during 2020 because there's so much uncertainty and things like that. So watching the church adjust, and again, I know, a lot, I know churches shut their doors because this was kind of, and I hate to put it this way, it's the nail in the coffin, um, so to speak. Some churches were just barely hanging on in 2020 was what, what finished them. Um, but I'm talking church I'm not just talking grassroots church. I'm talking the church at large, the church as a whole, watching them adjust and say, listen, this is changing everything in life, but the church will move forward. The church will grow. The church will continue on mission with the gospel. And and that was something that I really enjoyed seeing, even though it was really hard. Yeah, the true church, the true body of believers, they stepped up. And shout out to everybody in grassroots church for being patient with us and... And all that your small truth. group leaders out there, keeping your small groups together, people making sacrifices, people in grassroots. Um, I mean, y'all are so gracious in your giving. And uh, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. They, it was very hopeful. Yeah. Because we know that whenever the church is persecuted, whenever it goes through hard times, like, man, the gospel flourishes through that. And you can see the gospel being lived out in people's lives. So yeah, man, I got you on that. I, yeah. Uh, my my next good is very similar to that one. And that, that is... Grassroots Church of 2020, looking through the past year, again, very blessed. No, it's not the same for everybody, but for us, um, have an elder candidate, Mark, rocking it. You and Ali are awesome, because I know they're listening. <sighs> <laughs> I know they're listening, but um, we have three deacons. I'm pretty. Didn't we start the year out with one? Yeah. Yeah, so we've added to leadership, and man, we got some really, 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 really good deacons Excellent. Really just bonding everybody together. Them and their wives just awesome. We have had couples step up during quarantine to accept more leadership responsibilities. Again, like people have been gracious. I don't know. So just looking at grassroots church, the growth that still took place, that's a broad statement. Again, it's not the same for everybody. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But by and large, we have seen really the gospel lived out in so many people's lives and I've, you've got to witness personal growth in that so yeah just grassroots church was to think well, about y'all in the past year super uplifting love yeah. love my church family y'all well, listen you listening i love you the church family adding families to the covenant community you know in the midst of it new group leaders and new groups and just yeah absolutely it it's it's not been an easy year at all but but overall looking and stopping and, and looking across the landscape of the church. Very encouraging uh, the way people have been. Dan, you got another good? Um, yeah, this one is is more on a personal, I know we're talking personal opinion, but really on a personal note um, is it has been encouraging to watch in 2020. Uh, we opened our home as a foster home. Uh, and of course, right now have our uh, our two foster boys with us, um, which I don't know if they're going to hear this, but I may have to tell Kelly not to let them hear this. But she and I were talking last night that we, in just, it's three weeks today that we've had them in our home. And we genuinely love these these boys. They're awesome. Uh, they're so much fun. They're they're sliding into our family so well. Um, but we, we're not to the point, like, we're not going to be like, hey, man, I love you. Like, Three weeks in, they're 10 and 12, so it's like, eh, it'd be a little awkward for them. But I told her last night, I so much want to just be able to tell them, like, I love you. Like, I really do love y'all. Um, but watching my my family adjust um, with our boys, uh, you know, Luke and Gavin and Lincoln, just shaking up their own lives. Like, Lincoln gave up his bed 
literally. We took his bed out of his room. He slept on the floor uh, for a couple of nights until we were able to get another one. Um, and, and they've shared the things they have and the time, our time. You know, and so watching them adjust has been a blessing to my heart that these guys are like, that's nah, all good. You know, we're, they need us, you know, as a family. But then also the church family. Our group, we're not allowed to have them um, without, like, Kelly or I have to be with them uh, at all times. And so we have to take them to group. And our group was like, yeah, bring them. Welcome. Like, of course, Larry Bowman, you know, go over to him. Hey, I'm Larry. You know, what's your name? What's your name? And then Larry Legend. Yeah, watching Debbie, you know, discuss things with them. And, and you know, just the group welcomed them in uh, as, as our own. But then also, uh, you know, we put it out on our care page that, hey, we need a mattress. And, you know, Jerry and Sarah stepped up. We got a mattress. You know, I'll bring it to you. And, and Jerry brought it, you know, from their house. And then um, we also need a dresser, and the good stepped up. We've got one. I'll bring it to you. And even this, uh, this sounds so small, but it was so encouraging. Um, they put a picture on the care page, the goods did, of the, the dresser. And she was like, sorry, it doesn't have doorknobs on the dresser. It doesn't have the little knobs on it. And Kim called, hey, I've got knobs. I'll paint them for you. And, and so she took, like, just the smallest thing. She took these little uh, doorknobs for the dresser that she had at her house. Kim. McMillian. Hey, shout out. Yeah. Groupie. She, she painted them and then had them sitting in a little bag outside her house. I grabbed them. And it's like little things like that the whole time that I'm just like, that in the midst of all of what's going on, that was an encouragement. That was such a good for my heart. Hey, personally. listeners out there, don't get a big head. Like grassroots family, don't get a big head. If you're, you're awesome. if you're not a part of grassroots church and you're listening to this, maybe you're a part of another church or you've never been involved in church, like that type of excitement is the blessing that people get being a part of a church family. It's like Christ, you know, he ascended to heaven. He's not here. His church, his his bride represents here him here mm. on this earth. You should be excited Preach. about it. You should want to be a part of it. Yeah. And Hey, if you're if you're listening, you're not a part of a church, hey, come be a part of our family. We, we'd love to love to have you. But don't get a big head, grassroots, Darren. I, can, I, can I give you a compliment? Oh, uh, can I give you a compliment? Yes, I appreciate absolutely. you, you and uh, you and Kelly. I might have even mentioned this before, but you guys are really good in practicing what you preach. Because for the past few years, you've literally preached <laughs> about the broken foster care system and pushed us as a church to step up and give and take care of them. And then you. You open up your home mm. from that. Your boys see that, and then they're opening up their home. Like your your um, ability to put into practice what you've been preaching is infectious. So for everybody, you know, people follow your lead. So everybody out there listening is like, of course, why would they not go out of their way to serve and care about the community? Because well, you do. I try, but I got nothing. I got nothing to do. As Jesse told me this week, quote, "Well, there's a reason you're the lead elder." <laughs> oh. She anyway, just laid it hey, down. good stuff. Well, thank you. I appreciate the compliment, and and all glory goes to God. And and when again, when we look across the landscape of grassroots, um, we look at you know the Bantons who have adopted two. We look at the Bladens who have adopted six. We look at the Whites who have opened their home as foster parents. The Goods, um, they are uh, they got qualified to be able to watch because the Richmonds are. Uh, adoptive parents and foster parents, and you know Lisa Carter has fostered and adopted, and um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. But there's so many people across yeah. the landscape of the church. So at one point, we said for our covenant community, our membership, we have like a hundred percent volunteer rate. Yeah, yeah, and like still I, do because you know you hold you hold people accountable there. Uh, and all man, glory goes to God. Church. But thank you, church, as you follow the Spirit and. Yeah. And and yeah, we try yeah, to listen out there. Be a part of a church and yeah. love it. Like love the bride. Be a part of the bride. Serve the bride. It's a uh, man. Good stuff. And and real quick, if you're a part of a church and you're going, man, like that's the church I want to be a part of. My church isn't two things. One, um, come be a part of grassroots long enough. You'll get a peek behind the curtain and see that we're not perfect. And there are all kinds of problems. What do I, I say? The grassroots church of misfit hipsters. Yeah, I've always called us the the Church of the Outsiders. <laughs> so it's like, but but be a part of the change at your church. Be a part of the change. I say that lovingly. That's yeah. Oh, know, absolutely. Out of any any title I can give, 
adoringly. Man, it's like the most positive podcast ever. I don't want to leave this topic. Maybe we should make this three episodes and come I out know, with like the bad, and the, the bad and the ugly. But, uh, but I do have two more goods. How many do you have? Uh, Nathan and Kalen. <laughs> Plus three. <laughs> I hope they listen to the podcast. Will someone please hook the goods up with this podcast? It's not like Nathan doesn't have time. He walks around for... I know he listens to the podcast. I, he's the mailman. And eight he's hours still in a day. Yeah. He's still in Lewisburg because one day... Uh, I ran into him, and he was listening to, I think it was a D&D podcast. So you got time, man. You got time. Be a, be a part of the Roundtable family. <laughs> uh, the podcast is one of my goods of this year. I've always wanted to be oh, on a discussion-based podcast. So much fun. And we've been, we have been we do have a good group of listeners. We do. We're not, like, ultra popular yet, even though – I know you want that, Darren. I know you want thousands and tens of thousands of listeners a week. I want but merchandise. I've, is, if one person <laughs> listens – and, and and engages in the conversation, I'm happy. That's all I want. I love conversations. Love discussing things with people. It's my go-to. It's like, I love that. I love sitting at the Wild Bean and just talking to somebody for like an hour. It doesn't have to or two be or three. super productive. No, seriously. I just like having a conversation. Now, when I'm done, I'm done. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> uh, just, to, just to talk to people, it is a lost art. So many people, because we have our phones in our faces and, yeah. and social anxiety and all these things, which is legitimate. Uh, just to be able to have a conversation to bring people into it is something I've always wanted to do. In hindsight, thinking about you know going to going to Marshall and everything, I probably sh- my desire was probably not politics or history. Although I do love both hobbies, let's call it what it is. I got a should degree have been a in my hobbies. Major. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to run. No, they don't. It's they didn't song. have that as a major. They didn't have it. No, nope, didn't have cowboy. They said uh, West Virginia has agriculture. That's the closest to do it. I'm not going. I'm not going to Morgantown. I'm not going to fake West Virginia to be a cow. I'm kidding. <laughs> a northern part of West Virginia is not really uh, <clears throat> the same as the South. But definitely not. Man, I love radio, radio talk shows, television broadcast. I can. I just like listening to people speak. So to be able to do that, to be given the platform to do it, and to have you know some listeners, whether it be one or thirty, don't care. Like uh, appreciate well, appreciate y'all giving us your time. And we said a long time ago, to do this. Yeah, this wasn't. We we developed this podcast for our people here at the church. Now other people listen to it, and if they're blessed by it, if they're challenged by it, if they grow by it, like glory to God for that. But we, you say it all the time. You're just you're entering into a conversation between the elders of the church, and and that's all we wanted people to. To, to know that when, when decisions are made here or we have a vision for the church, it's like, why do they think that way? Why do they move that direction? It's like, now now you, you kind of know. Yeah, and it's transparent. I, I cannot hide anything. I, th- I think this might be like the 36th episode, something like that. Yeah, it's got to be the 36th. I, I don't know. I can look it up. Which is around 36 hours of conversation. You know, I can't hide anything. You all know my thoughts and where I'm coming from with stuff. So it's really nice to know that, hey, I'm not hiding anything. You, you can... Hold me to it. It's going to be nice to look back on the podcast a few years from now and be like, hey, remember when we said that? This will be episode 37. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, we did do the one on uh, fast food and self-control. Fast food. Check out fast food and self-control. That's a fun one. But yeah, thank you all for listening, Darren. Thank you for letting me do the podcast for the platform. I hope it's a blessing. And we got... Uh, big plans coming up in 2021. We're gonna we're gonna shake the foundations of the earth with this podcast. And well, now I'm kidding, Darren. What other uh, good do you have? Um, for good, I I think I have to go back a little bit, and um, I'm gonna echo something you already said, but it was just during the lockdown, the the slowdown of everything everything was so simple it was like simple you get to the evening and a lot of times i can remember being in high school and having something to do every evening dodging the vietnam draft well yeah uh, but i'm kidding um <laughs> world war ii uh but it was <laughs> um i know I'm the cranky old man but i'm not that far back but uh but basically you know Always having something to do. If it wasn't work or school, something with the church, sports, friends, always something to do. And that carried into, um, you know, kind of early adulthood, you know, from college and then even to when I was married. Like, if I didn't have somewhere to be or something to do in an evening, I was I was actually kind of cranky and, and not much fun to be around because I always wanted to be on the go. And getting a little bit older and having our kids and being at home, um, 
I enjoy those times and a lot of times just responsibilities with the church, the community, you know, I help coach uh, basketball teams at our kids' school and, and all those things. There's always somewhere to be, something to do. Now, we make the most of our nights home, but they are, uh, we do lock in. Thursday nights are a night that nobody touches, you know, because it's like it's family night. Uh, but we've, we've kind of consistently done that. But during the lockdown, it was just, there was nowhere to go, nowhere to be. And, and even if you're like, well, let's go out to eat. It's like, well, you can do drive through on some. You can order a pizza. But, but even, it's just, you got to just breathe. And, and in that time, it was also um, helping me realize how busy I can get and how much time I need to have to devote to my family and my wife and my boys and stuff that uh, it was just awesome to have that. Yeah, before we move on, I'm going to summarize what you just said. Um, from some of my f- favorite philosophers, uh, sure some of you listeners have heard of them before. It was, it was a group of philosophers, a band called Alabama. They said, hey, I might actually <coughs> know this song. I'm in a hurry to get things done. I've been rushing, rushing till life's no fun. All I really got to do. Hey, the last uh, <laughs> little... <laughs> I gotta, Preach it. Song of the South is such a good song. That comes Great. up so often on so many of my playlists. It's like, yeah, Song of the South. But, hey. All we, you got to do is we still live need to have die, a music podcast. Why have we not done that? I'm anyway. in a hurry and don't know why. Uh, real quick, good of 2020. Hey, Lakers championship, baby. I don't want to hear about, oh, it's Nascar because of the bubble. Hey, they want it just as fair as anybody else. Everybody else is in the bubble. Eat it, Clippers. Except the worst teams. I have one Eat more it, good Clippers. as well. I have one more good. All right, real quick. I'll make it quick. Um it ended up not ever really hitting here, but a really big good, like when all this hit, there's a lot of anxiety um, that I went through when all the pandemic, whenever it's like, because really it was like, are people going to lose their jobs? Are people going to get sick? Are people going to stop giving to the church? Are we not going to have the money to function? Am I going to have to get a job? Like all those things start hitting my mind. And what that did in that moment was like the trust for God increased. And in the midst of it, there was almost, and y'all just going to have to forgive me for putting it this way. I don't have any, other, any better way to put it. There was an excitement in me to be forced to just trust God more. And, and it was, there was an, a, a fresh intimacy there mm. uh, with the Lord. That, I like, think that makes sense. And so it was, it was, and now it never really hit here. We've done well. The, the Lord's blessed but um, but yeah, that was that was a big big good for 2020. Are we going on to the ugly? All right, Darren, that was a lot of good. We talked a lot about that good. So many goods. The next two we got are going to be bad and ugly. Now I got a few. I only have two bads. I know we got about 20 minutes here. I feel like we're gonna get. I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble on this one. Do you want to go first then? What? Hey, Darren, what are some of your bads for 2020? Uh, just you know, just as a lead elder of a local church, whatever. Well. I, I think I'm going to get in trouble on the ugly, but the bad. Um, I, I think I'm going to get in, bat, in trouble for the ugly, too. But okay, get, we'll, go make, for it. we'll do those at the very end and then go, hey, tell us what you think. Uh, bye. <laughs> hey, what were your goods? Um, Texas. Yeah, for real. Remember all that good uh, stuff we yeah, talked about? Yeah, just remember about? the goods. Um, Don't you dare turn this podcast off yet. No, nope. Hang Don't with you us. Dare. Hang with us. Uh, the bad, okay? Um, I think the bad bad actually goes along with one of the goods. It's the opposite side of the same coin um, where we saw so many people that church wasn't convenient anymore. And so it became expendable. And, and I mean, I I mean that lovingly. I I really do. Um, And I'm talking, listen, I'm not talking like, Oh, you know who you are. Grassroots people like the church across America. If you're listening and you're feeling guilty, Text Darren Cherry at <laughs> 1304. <laughs> but but it, like I've talked to so many pastors, and it's part of the hardship of this year has been trying to re-engage people that just disconnected because, well, Sunday's not easy anymore, so I'm out. And and so it, it, it that, it's a trial by tough. fire thing. I know what you're saying. It's um, trial, tribulation reveals. Not only who a person really is, what they're made of, but it shows you where your faith lies. 
so yeah, I would agree. It it has been discouraging. Not with grass race, just looking at the church at large. Yeah, as a whole. So, you as know, a whole. Overall, grass don't don't take this personal, but uh, some people have used COVID as an excuse. Suddenly, and the Bible talks constantly about separating the wheat from the shaft. This is by your works you will know them. And John, over and over and over again, it's like you know you know a person's true faith and character by what they do. And if tough times hit and they fold, it's kind of like. Yeah, I think that's weird. Well, I, I think thought a you... guy named Jesus talked about that one time when he talked about the parable of the sower. Where the, the wheat and the shaft, yeah, do you like that? Well, the parable, yes, absolutely. Uh, the parable <laughs> of the sower was um, <clears throat> where some seed fell on uh, a rocky soil and it, it sprouted, but there was no root. And when the hardship, when the heat came, it withered up. And, right. and I, we've said it over and over on this podcast, we've said it on Sunday mornings preaching, there are some legitimate legitimate real reasons to not be face-to-face at times or even... And I'm not even talking about just showing up on church on Sunday morning. I'm talking about engagement with the church and other things, too. Uh, Substance abuse is skyrocketing. Uh, Domestic abuse, skyrocketing. It's almost like, well, suddenly bad times sit, and it's like, well, let's do this. I'm not accusing anybody. Darren, I got you. My, uh, My first bad... I went big picture, and I want to break it down in two little little mini pictures. Okay. Snapshots, if you will. Obviously, COVID is the worst thing that happened in 2020. Specifically, the deaths. Mm. As of this morning, it was like 288,000 people have died. Now, I know what some people are going to say. Like, wait a second there. If a person dies in a plane crash and they get uh, it's COVID, that might be true on some level. Eh, maybe a few. Th- I don't know. The numbers aren't going to be perfect. I know yeah, that. Either way. Put this in perspective. What, like 2,700 Americans died in Pearl Harbor during that attack? 3,200 Americans died in 9-11? And now, man, it's like thousands of deaths a day are being reported. And even though the number, whatever, let's say they're like 30,000 extra. Man, 250,000 deaths, that is brutal. Well, take it for, what if it's half? awful. What if it's half? Even if it's half. Like, I'm not. 40,000? I'm not being political here. No, 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 no. I'm just saying those are the numbers that were reported that were given to us, and it's something. It's better than nothing, and they're not perfect. Let's roll with it. That is a lot of death and a lot of suffering. And the amount of suffering COVID has brought economically as well, people have lost their jobs. You see footage after footage of lines of cars, sometimes miles long, waiting to get food. Like, this is America. Like, this is America. Yeah. <laughs> we throw away 40% of our food. And a good year, and then suddenly you got families waiting in line to get food. That is bad. Like we 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 can do, you know, church like step up. People like let's step up. Yeah, you know, we can, we can only do so much. True, but the it was bad seeing that amount of suffering. You know, we 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 did a lot, I guess you would say, in terms of like you know, people made sacrifices, wearing masks, and cutting back on gather, gatherings and things like that. But in the end, it's that amount of loss, that amount of you know financial suffering. I mean, people have lost loved ones. Which it, we're thankful because they were they were projecting deaths to be in the millions, um, and so we're thankful that it hasn't gotten anywhere, you know, that catastrophic, so to speak. Um, but still, a lot of families losing loved ones, um, and and sooner than they would have expected in a lot of cases. And and I think on top of that, you already mentioned it, just because. When we opened our home again, not, when we opened our home as a foster home, we were, they're so desperate for foster homes that we're like, we'll get calls right away. And it was like a few weeks and we're like, we haven't gotten a call. And then there'd be one call. And by the time you call back, like, oh no, we've already got a home. And you're like, well, hold on. Like, if we're so desperate, what's happened? Basically, in a lot of instances, especially because there's been no school, you know, last year it got out so early. Um, and this year, a good chunk of it's been online. Uh, teachers, administrators, counselors, all the people that are involved with the schools are mandatory reporters. They're the ones that really see these kids. The reports of abuse and neglect haven't been as prevalent because the kids aren't in school. Yeah. And so the system hasn't had the amount of people in it that need help. And so... You know, a lot of bad things it's, it's bad. due to and the one, one little thing, this is not the most important bad. It's more the inconvenience that we talked about way back in March and April. The lack of being able to engage socially. I'm a 
kind of a social guy. I'm a social loner, I call myself, but to not be able to go to asylum and have some wings and hang out, I mean, that's been sad. So not being able to you know, travel, I'm not traveling for Christmas. I'm yeah. trying to put my money where my mouth is. So, yeah. Uh, Do you remember what COVID, it's like bad. coming back on Sunday mornings when we finally did and like seeing somebody you hadn't seen in forever and you're just like, you want to so bad give them a hug or I'm a, a handshake. And it's like, it's so good to see you. I'm a hugger. I'll, you know, if we can just like make eye contact with each other and not hug if we want to embrace, but hug ourselves, be like, I'm <laughs> pretending it's you. New trend. Darren, you got uh, any more bads? Um, I said COVID. You said um, disappointed in the behavior of some yeah. professing Christians. Okay. Yeah. Um, just the, the bad, yeah, was that of, you know, the excuses that we're able to be Ooh. taking. Yeah, I know that, you and I were, yeah, we're, and, and again, we're trying. Don't, I just don't. want everybody to know, like it's so. I speak it so lovingly. I'm not angry at anybody. But um, rewind the uh, podcast. Go back about 20 minutes. I know for real. <laughs> if you need encouraged, um, I would. I would echo actually because it needs to be echoed. Um, it was so hard not to be able to just go. Hey, let's let's go get dinner together. Hey, let's let's grab a cup of coffee. Like I'm echoing that as a bad that because um, while I I love my time at home and a lot of times when I get home I want to be there for the evening and if I have something I have to leave the house for it's always like man yeah I want to but missing those those times and and so stacking on top of that uh, part of that I love going to conferences um, SBC conferences. Send conferences, Acts 29 conferences, all the conferences that take place around, you know, the year. Uh, you and Matt and I went to the Doctrine and Devotion Conference in 2019 um, in Chicago. That's a blast. Like, I love going to those. And those were all canceled this year. I was planning on going to the Southern Baptist National Convention this year in Florida. It got canceled. Uh, I was in charge of the committee for our state convention this year that set the agenda for the state convention. And I was looking forward to just being a part. I was looking for it got canceled. And so that always hurts because I love catching up with other pastors, talking with them, getting dinner, praying with them, those types of things. Uh, I absolutely love those uh, times. And this year, because of everything, not able to do that. So that was a bad. All right, my next bad. I know we're going to try to get these in about 10 minutes. So I only have one ugly, so. Oh, you only have one ugly? Yep. I got I got two uglies and one more bad. Do you have any more bads? I don't have any more bads. All right. Oh, we'll end the bad on this. I have to mention it. So, uh, sorry, not sorry, but I'm going to go I there. have one more bad. It'll be real quick. Go ahead. Political and social hate. That's my ugly, so. All right. Well, we've got a perfect segue here. <laughs> so, again, really long year. You remember the the death of George Floyd that was recorded and the Ariana Taylor? Brianna, Taylor? Brianna, Brianna Taylor, Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Uh, it, yeah. Sorry so, that I couldn't. I just. I should have remembered that name, but yeah, yeah. So Taylor. it was, you know, there, there was a time, and it's still it's still happening now. I mean, nothing's really resolved per se, but a lot of racial tension, and it kind of got intertwined with political issues. Like it was just a big nasty mess. But I, I got to separate it into two. So, regardless of where people stand on the current racial climate in the United States. If you're someone that says, I don't believe racism exists at all, okay. Or if you're someone that's like, yeah, institutional racism is rampant and we're all racist. Um, the way that people have spoken to each other on both sides, I am calling everybody out here, is just very, very bad. Uh, you, Some people are genuinely nice and they want to help out and help the cause and then I don't know. It's like, boom, racist is a, a title just applied loosely. And some, it's like, wow, you, you didn't even hear the personnel. You just branded them as racist and then moved on. It's like so, so much name calling. And then even on the other side, for someone that would say, um, you know, um, again, I, I don't justify the riots at all. Uh, protests till kingdom come. You know, we have the right to do that. There's no justifying violence. You can empathize, I think, understand why people are upset, but, I mean, breaking the law is breaking the law, period. Uh, but to see rough language and lack of empathy towards those that feel as though it is a 
major issue is really unsettling. It's like we're we're all Americans here. And if my fellow American feels like there is injustice, least I can do is hear them out. I can disagree with their conclusion, but I cannot just dismiss them as, oh, you're making it up and and being all uptight about it. So that the, the, the racial issues, and I'm saying that again, we've, we recorded the podcast on racism. We denounce racism entirely. I do, I guess, sympathize with those that would say institutional and some elements of systematic racism exist in the United States, and we need to have a conversation, and we need to be proactive in this. It's got to be in the public realm, and we need to do our job, play our part to make sure that that is eradicated. Like We're better than that. Um, but for those that are kind of in that camp, just everyone's racist, you're racist. It's like, man, every, you know, just, just a lot of hate coming from that. Yeah. And then on the other side, to not even try to understand where someone's coming from, to dismiss it entirely... It's like, what are you doing? Uh, it's like, we, you're not even going to hear them out? Yeah. And again, we denounce the violence, like the, the riots, the destroying of property, the destruction. It, like, that's just ridiculous. And, and we want no part of that. Um, but overall, from racial tension, political tension, all that, it is the inability or unwillingness for folks on both sides. We're not saying everybody, but I'm, folks I'm not even on picking a side. I've already said like some smaller elements of yeah. racism exist and we need to address them and be proactive. All the way that's, across, that's all yeah. I'm saying. I'm not throwing my towel in with anybody here, any particular group We're or political just saying folks I'm just on both saying, sides not be willing to hear one another out. To the person that says mm -hmm. I I've never been racist and then somebody goes well, you haven't done anything to stop it, so you're racist. It's like, hold on, like, like, hold up, like, help me learn, teach me. And then the person that goes, I'm not racist, so racism doesn't exist. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's like, just stop and let's hear. I don't know why you're out. upset. I mean, in my experience, that's never happened. So I'm going to ignore you entirely. It's like, man, just can we just listen to and each that's other? Why we go back can we across. Just listen a little bit the here. The whole, the and and the whole spectrum of bad, you know. Which, whichever side of the political aisle you're on or um, different topics, you know, should you wear a mask? Should you not wear a mask? Is the, you know, I remember when, when the pandemic was first hitting, you know, is COVID even real? Is it not real? All those things of just, it has been one of the worst. I'm not going to say the worst uh, because we're living in a small snippet of time from a very wide scale of time, but um, it has been the worst that we've ever seen of uh, people not even being willing to hear one another out. And, and, and I will say this, people have been so attacked all the way across the lines here, like all across the spectrum here, people have been so attacked based on their initial stance that right now people don't want to talk. It's hard to because it's like as soon as I bring up what I say, I'm going to get called. That's like me. I'm, I'm literally sitting here thinking right now, like whatever tangent I went on about five minutes ago, it's like I'm, I'm, I mean well, and I want to represent Christ well on this earth, and I want to be biblical, and I hope that I can lead the church in a biblical way as well. I don't want to get involved in a political debate or some type of like social justice, whatever. I just want to be honest about it, and I hope people can understand the heart behind it. So even if you disagree with me, that's okay. Like we can, we can talk about it, and hey, let us know. Which is, but that's it, my it ugly. blends with politics. Too. Yeah, we'll get there just, just real quick Pol yeah. politically as well. I mean, they kind of got mushed together, which is understandable. Usually political and social issues go hand in hand. I do think there's a difference. There's a difference in studying sociology and a difference in studying political science um, for, you know, whatever. But, man, I had to quit Facebook for like two weeks because of so many people just being outright hateful just mean i love politics i don't i love it i studied it i, I thoroughly it's a hobby i mean it's, it's just a hobby but it became a hate infested ignorant cesspool <laughs> facebook that is that's actually what they should call it is everybody calling everybody, everybody names nobody's being that. productive it was it's bad no nobody's having proactive conversations it's just a bunch of name calling and i think we should hold everybody responsible who you know, riled us up both sides, Republicans, Democrats, I don't know, socialists, capitalists, antagonizing the other side so bad just to fight. And it's like, chill. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely bad. Can and, I, okay. and that was my ugly. Okay. Um, wait, hold on one Which, second. Hey, can I give you, I've got a bad. Okay. And this is bad. Oh, bad. In bad. my world. Bad. In my world. Bad. Like in the world of Darren E. Cherry. Baseball. Darren Lead Elder. 
Grassroots Church. May man himself. Bad for you. Bad. The canceling of the NCAA March Madness basketball tournament. It'll come back. It was brutal. It'll come back. Give it a couple months. That gets me through the end of winter. Literally wearing a Cincinnati hoodie right now. It's going to be a rough year for my Bearcats. All right. We talked about the good. We talked about the bad. I got two uglies. All right. Can I just get mine out of the way real quick? We got two uglies on the stage. Because this ugly, man, it it rides upon the back of that bad I just talked about. Yep. Go that for it. first uh, presidential debate was ugly. That was ugly. That was ugly. What that was, was just that? Ugly. I couldn't sleep that night. I was like, you, "My this." Oh, I'll share my political opinion. I'm watching both of these guys. I'm like, "That's the best we got, really." Oh, it what was, was ugly. that? It was ugly. What? And when I say ugly, it was ugly. like I'm not it, saying I agree with anybody or no, disagree. It wasn't I don't organized. Care. You, you it wasn't way you productive. Feel? It it made every the moderator, the two candidates. Chris Wallace, the whole, what are you just looked? Ugly. What are you doing? It, yeah, was, it was ugly. ugly. It was ugly. It was ugly. I, I'm not saying oh, Trump won, Biden won. Chris Wallace won. <laughs> he did not win. It was just ugly. He was the universal. I actually said America, we're the losers in that. Like, what was that? Yeah. It was ugly. It was ugly. Anyway. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, all right. Uh, this one's going to... Mm. 2020. This is an ugly. 2020 has not worn me out. Dear 2020. Yeah, it has not worn me out. Um, shifting the way the church operates at times, it has worn me out. Shifting like a boss. Yeah, trying to figure out, do we go virtual do we not go virtual do we go back in person do we not go back in person all that do it's, we put coffee make it, in the bar do we not you end up making a decision you go with it okay um trying to keep up with everybody it gets exhausting at times but that hasn't worn me out okay the political drama we just talked about all across the year that hasn't worn me out okay the pandemic has not worn me out well, Darren, I must ask, what has worn you out? Man of steel, Darren Cherry. It has been piggybacking on what we just talked about. Don't know a lot of piggybacking here. We got a triple piggyback. Yep. People's responses to all of it. Caring more about their own comfort and convenience than caring about the mission of the church. Now, I'm going to pull a JMC here. Don't hear what I'm not saying, okay? What I just said has nothing to do with should you wear a mask, should you not wear a mask, should you meet in person, should you not meet in person. It's not that. But that we are more concerned with our own comfort than we are the mission of the church. And again, I'm not talking about grassroots, that individual. I'm talking about the church as a whole it just got real ugly that we allowed ourselves to be divided on so many issues that, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm including myself in this. I allowed my eyes to be taken off the mission of the church for a while where I was just like, no, survival mode. And I, it's got to be my way instead of the mission of the church. The glory of God. And and so um, that was ugly during the year. That that was ugly. That was ugly. But refer back to the first 20 minutes, 30 minutes of this podcast. Yeah, go back. I to wrap up while you're talking about no more no more po- yeah, this is the last little bit I'll add about politics. Ug- um, ugly with what you're saying. I think this is an accurate way of summarizing this. It was a it was ugly for you. To see others be more zealous for political opinion and being right than they were the gospel. Which, again, I'm going to, for, for a time, I lump myself in there as well. This is a general picture? Yeah. yeah hey, I'm I just make sure I'm not pointing. I just want to yeah, make sure. Because I've never done that. That's not me. You got I one mean, finger pointing at me. somebody. You got four more hey, pointing we, back we're, at we're yourself. all victims of that. I've, I've felt like I've been too politically charged. My job, job my, my mission as an elder, is not to spew politics. That's just, that's not the point. I'm, I'm here to teach the Bible and lead the church. Now, sometimes you have to address social issues, but are you going somewhere? Yeah, we're at 58 minutes. So okay, well, I've got, no, I've got 59 minutes. I got, okay, I've got, I got one more ugly. I got one, one more ugly. ugly. This is a this is ugly. big this, episode. This Hope is everybody's not bad. enjoying this it. This is though. not good. It's just ugly. It's just ugly. Any of those early recordings, uh, <laughs> podcast, <laughs> uh, online gathering, 
uh, it's just ugly. I mean, we had to do it, and it took practice. I think we're better now, I hope. Are you talking about the uh, I'm, I, I'm the cave in them. Afghanistan video I did the very first live stream? <laughs> I did, I'm just saying. Yeah, it was Literally ugly. looked like a ransom video. It, it was worked. me putting play on my laptop. It worked, but that was my last ugly. That was bad for an hour. A lot of people. Refer back to the first half of the podcast if you want to be lifted up and encouraged. Appreciate y'all. If you made this long, that was good. I uh, hope this was beneficial to you. hope it was a blessing to you. We love feedback, and I'm sure we're going to get it this time. <laughs> GrassrootsWV.com, again, is our website. Yeah, do hit us up on YouTube. Hey, Darren, what's our uh, YouTube? Uh, just Grassroots Church? Ah, Grassroots Church YouTube. Follow along. Uh, be a part of everything. Be a part of the discussion. I really do appreciate you listeners for making it this long. <laughs> hey, thank you. You're awesome. And how I know you're awesome, because you know you're awesome. I know you know... Thank you for giving us your time. Till next time, see ya.